0: Welcome to On The Way. This is Tony Crisp, and this is podcast number 48. I want to read a passage of scripture to you that will be a follow-up to what I spoke to you in previous podcasts about forgiveness. When we talk about forgiveness and we talk about a brand new start, that's one end of moving on with life and a new beginning. But the other end is once you have forgiven someone and feelings arise in your heart, that are not good, and you make the choice over and over and over again to forgive, how do you love people? How do you fulfill the command to love? Well, the Bible gives us some direction on that, and so I want to read you a passage of scripture from the lips of Jesus in Matthew chapter five. Jesus said, you have heard that it was said, you shall love your neighbor and hate or detest or do not esteem your enemy. But I say unto you, love your enemies. Bless those who curse you, and do good to those who hate you, and pray for those who spitefully use you and persecute you, that you may be the sons of your Father in heaven. For he makes his son to rise on the evil and on the good, and sends rain on the just and on the unjust. For if you love those who love you, what reward have you? Do not even the tax collectors do the same? What Jesus is saying by that sentence or that statement is this. Any lost person can be good to people who are good to them. Any lost person, those who do not even know God, can be kind to those who are kind to them. They can bless those who bless them. And Jesus said, if you only treat those who treat you well, if you only treat them well, that treat you well, then you are no different Than those who do not know me. And he goes on to say, And if you greet your brethren only, what do you do more than others? Do not even the tax collectors do this? Jesus is saying that when we are good to those who are good to us, lost people can do that. Even people who do not even know God in any way can do that because that's just human nature to be good to those who are good to you. Therefore, you shall be mature, perfect, just as your Father in heaven is perfect. Now, we'll come back to that statement because I know that is a question to some, what is meant by perfect there. Maybe we can deal with that on a Friday podcast where I'm answering questions. But I want to go back to the statement of what Jesus said when he said, you've heard it said, you shall love your neighbor and hate your enemy. And then he goes on to talk about really what it means to love your enemy. Love those who are not good to you. Love those who despise you. Love those who have used you. And he says literally, but I say unto you, love your enemies. Now, that's a command. It is an imperative in the present tense. That means you are to do this as a way of life. It's active. That means you are to choose to do this. So he says, love your enemies again, as with forgiveness, this has nothing to do with our emotions, not primarily so anyway, but it has to do with the command, which deals with our choice and our volition. But I say unto you, love your enemies. And then he said, bless those who curse you. How do we love our enemies? Well, that's a good question. Jesus answers it. One of the ways is we bless those who curse us. Those who curse you, (laughs) they're not your friend. They're your enemy. Those are people who are after you. They despise you. They don't like you because you don't curse people that you love. And so Jesus said, I want you to love those people. And here's how you do it. You bless them. Well, the word bless is the word eulogia. The E-U on the front of any Greek word means well or pleasing or good in the best sense. Logia is the word for say or to speak or uh, the content of something. So what Jesus is saying is say good things about those who say bad things about you. It's where we get our word eulogy, eulogia in the Greek text. And so where do we hear a eulogy? When do we hear good things said about people? Usually at funerals. And what Jesus is saying here, say good things about people, not just those who say good things about you. That's easy. No, he said, say good things about those who say bad things about you. Now that takes divine assistance because when someone curses us, we want to up that ante and curse them even more. Jesus went on to say, do good to those who hate you. Now, the word despise, those who disregard you, despise you, and we all know people like that. If we've done any living at all, then we know people who despise us, disregard us. Now, I know you're saying, I don't really know anybody that just despises me. Well, they're there. You just don't know them and might not be aware of it. But when you are aware of it and you do know it, You don't need to return the favor. What you need to do is do something good for them. You see, that's a supernatural response. That's not a natural thing. It's a supernatural thing. This is the same idea that Moses gave when he said an eye for an eye and a tooth for a tooth. Now, what does that mean? Does that mean that when someone knocks out our tooth, we must knock out theirs? Uh, When someone gouges out our eye, do we go ahead and gouge theirs out too? No, no, no. That's prohibitive. God knows us. He knows our nature. And what he was saying is if someone knocks out your tooth, you cannot retaliate by taking their head off or knocking all of their teeth out. There's a prohibition that's an eye for an eye and a tooth for a tooth. Why? Because we want to go beyond that. Jesus said, do good to those who despise you, disregard you, who hate you. And that takes supernatural assistance and divine intervention in our lives. And then he said, pray for those who spitefully use you and persecute you. Now, I can tell you the only way that we will ever, ever truly grow to love someone as a follower of Jesus is when we learn to pray for them. You see, I grow to love people in my congregations over the years. The reason I could love people so is because I prayed for them. Not because they were the best people in the world, not because they always were treating me the way that I felt like they should, sometimes even the way God doesn't feel like they should, but the way I love people and continue to love them in spite of their behavior toward me as I prayed for them. Because as we pray to God, if we're truly praying, we have to open up our innermost being and God sees us as we are. You see, we can fool everyone else, but we can't fool God. And if you really truly pray for someone, you will begin to love them. That's why it's important for men and women that are not married and not associated with one another in an intimate relationship of marriage or a brother or sister That you need to be careful about praying with people of opposite sex. Why? Because you open up your heart. You let people see who you really are. Women need to be praying with women, and men need to be praying with women, unless it's just a brief prayer of intercession for someone. But calling out upon God and revealing the deep recesses of your heart to someone, it makes you very vulnerable. And so need to be very careful about that. Why? Because we are opening ourselves up. And when we pray, we open ourselves up to people. And even if they're not there, when we pray for them, we grow to love them in the truest sense of the word. And so the Lord said, pray for those who have used you, who have spitefully used you, and who have dogged you and persecuted you. Now, you may not ever get to express that love for them, but you see, it's a hard thing. We we must guard our heart, for out of our heart come the issues of life. And I can tell you the way that I truly began to have feelings for my mother is when I obeyed this very word, this very verse from the Lord Jesus when he said, Pray for those who have used you, those who have despised you, those who have persecuted and hounded you and hurt you. How did I grow to truly love my mother again? Well, yes, I had to forgive her, but more than that, I had to pray for her. And as I prayed and asked God to bless her life and to draw her, to himself, and I began to look for ways that I could be good to her. And I prayed and prayed and prayed for her. The more I prayed for her, there came a point that the more I began to love her. And I want to say to you, you can forgive someone and truly forgive them and not want to see them hurt and pay a price that you've borne the cost for. But if you really want to love someone and fulfill this command of Jesus, then ask God to help you to pray for that person, to pray for God to, yes, draw them to himself, but also pray that God would in every way be good to them. Why? Because the goodness of God leads us to repentance. It wasn't the judgment of God and even fear of his judgment that brought me to him. It was the love I saw, the love of God in my grandmother that would not let me go. She prayed for me and she prayed out loud. I heard her call my name in prayer. And because of that, I knew that she loved me. And when I saw the love that she had for me and the love that she told me that God had put in her heart for me, I knew that God loved me. And it was the goodness of God that ultimately led me to repentance. So let's bless those who have cursed us. Let's say good things about those who have said bad things about us. Let's do good every opportunity we can to those who have hurt us. Again, not for reconciliation, not for reunion, not for all of those things, because you can't control that, only your part in it. But you need to be good to people. I need to be good to people. And we need to pray for those that have used us who have abused us. We may not ever see them face-to-face again, may not ever have the opportunity to do that. God may not ever allow that to happen, and that's okay. But you see, love is a heart thing, a heart in the deep inner recesses of a man's soul, his mind, his will. We choose to love. And if we do that, we will bless God and bless others on the way. This is Tony Crisp. Thanks for listening to On The Way with Tony Crisp.